0: Welcome to the Confident and Courageous Clarity Podcast with me, Jatia Jones. Join us weekly for everything clarity. The truth is, once you have clarity, you'll have the confidence and courage to succeed in life and business. If you're new to the podcast, you should know my goal is to help you gain the clarity needed to transform your visions, goals, or dreams into reality. So let's jump right in to today's episode. For my og listeners you all know that the podcast was birthed from the evolution of mocha monday's tip of the week so when we moved to the podcast i couldn't just leave you without your mocha therefore at the beginning of each episode i give you your drop of mocha and you are to implement it throughout the week to help inch you closer and closer to clarity this week's drop of mocha is don't be so attached to who you are and where you are that you miss who you're supposed to become, and where you're supposed to go. This week's guest, Courage Molina, is a faith coach and everyone's favorite Bible teacher. It's no surprise that her life's work is to help ambitious, purpose-driven women to build extraordinary faith so that they have the confidence to go after the life they really want. She believes the foundation of becoming your most bold, confident, and courageous self is in the daily habit of studying and applying the Word of God to your life. As the lead minister for the Dose of Courage community, a women's Bible study ministry, she leads a weekly online Bible study for women entrepreneurs all across the globe. Through her online school, Courage Molina University. Her courses teach women how to build routines, habits, and mindsets that will support them on their journey to greatness. Courage is also an author and the host of the award winning podcast, Dose of Courage. She's a wife and mother of three currently living in North Carolina. I'm so excited for you to hear what she has to share. So let's get into it. Hello, Mama Fita.
1: Hey, hey. How you doing? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here.
0: And I am too, because, you know, I know, like, whenever we talk, it's just always so good. It's just always so good. So I'm excited about today. Um, I'm going to ask you a few questions along the way, but the rest is just chit-chat and girlfriend conversation that you can let the people, the good people of the world know what it takes to be confident and courageous once they get that clarity. Um, So yes, they've heard your bio. They got their drop of mocha, but let the people
1: know who you are, what you do. I am the Courage Molina. Put that V in it, that carry a little weight, don't it? (laughs) I am Courage Molina. I'm a faith coach, a pastor, and everyone's favorite Bible teacher, I help purpose-driven, ambitious women to build extraordinary faith so that they can become bolder and more confident and courageous and go out and be, do, and have everything God said they could without apologizing or hesitating, any of those things, right? I'm a published author, podcast host. I run an online school, which I founded, Courage Millennium University. And also the founder of Dose of Courage Community, which is an online global church for women. So super dope.
0: You know, it makes me so happy. (laughs) I
1: know. (laughs) Like, am I going to say it? I've been practicing in the shower, like. (laughs) Just so you guys know.
0: For the longest, because I call courage my Jesus thug. I absolutely love her. <laughs> she keeps it real and uncut in the way that I need it, right? But for the longest, she's like, I'm not church. This is not church. Yeah. We're not gonna do church. So yeah. when she just said church out, I was like. That's just
1: I think like sometimes we don't want to call it what it is because of all of the assumptions that come with it. But it's like, but if it is a duck. You know what I'm saying? It might be an unusual. If it is a duck, then don't create a new neighbor. Just call it a duck, girl. If it's a church, just call it a, well, it's actually a, when we all come together and we convert, like, girl, stop. It's the church. Okay. Move on. Next. So, yeah. So, I'm just, I've <laughs> accepted it. So, it's fine. <laughs>
0: that is the key word. And that's where your podcast falls under the ABCs of Clarity is acceptance, right? Because. Acceptance is so it's number one for a reason. Like it's huge. It's freeing, but it's a hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. It's like you just said, so many of us we we want to call it something that is not. Or we want to, you know, and that's mainly just to not accept that it is what it is, right? But that that thing that day that you actually accepted Girl, it's a whole new world. It
1: really is. And the it way really it just goes out your tongue. And I know, cause I. You want me to tell you a secret? Go ahead. Go not, ahead. Like, Shh, don't tell nobody. Um, the truth is that it's something that that I've always wanted, right? I, maybe not always, not my whole life. Let me not. Let me not say that, cause I had a different type of life. Not my whole life. That's not what I mean. But it is something I've wanted secretly, quietly. It's something I want it to be worthy of. And when it's difficult for you to accept, you know, the call on your life, when it's difficult for you to accept your purpose at your place, it's really, it's really an indicator of like a lack of self-confidence. Sometimes it's a lack of like, like you don't feel worthy to say this thing. Like you are somehow not enough to say that this is what you do, even though it's what you've been doing, it's what you want, like, want to do anyway. So yeah, it took a minute. But I'm here, started from the bottom, now
0: I'm here, just kidding. Hey, they know we are hood and holy over here on this side of the world. (laughs) But no, that is, that's really, really real. Um, And and you're right, you hit the nail on the head and and just really gave clarity to so many people. I hope y'all caught that. But basically, if you're not accepting especially when it comes to you we've talked about accepting people for where they are that's a whole different story for another day but when it comes to you it's really about your feelings about self and whether or not you're going to accept it and we feel like it's so many other things we'll say well you know the people in my community they're not going to pay that price or you know my family always said I don't get too big for your britches. Or it's always something else. And yes, yeah, those things do chip away at how you think and feel about yourself. But at the end of the day, once you're clear about that, now what?
1: Yeah. What,
0: what you going to do about it? What you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. About it.
1: Sometimes It makes it hard to like if you've not seen it before, if you've not seen it in your community, in your family, if the thing that you're doing, you've never seen it. it's not to say that it doesn't exist on the other side of the world or like right down the street, actually, maybe even in your neighborhood, you just don't know that it exists. It's like, well, if this. I don't see anybody else doing this. Like, I know sometimes it's like, oh, everybody else is doing this, so I don't know if I can do it. But I think sometimes it's also like, nobody else is doing it the way I want to do it. I've never seen it done like this. Well, you never saw an iPhone before the first iPhone, right? That, that's something that happens, right? We never saw Zoom until we saw Zoom. Do you remember when the internet became a thing? Um, I remember hearing about it. I was, uh, first of all, we lived in the boondocks. I remember the house we were staying in. So I had to be very young. I was probably in elementary school maybe. And my cousin lived in Germany at the time. That was in the military. I remember thinking, that would be so crazy. I could talk to her while she's in Germany and it's not long distance. I was just like, this, I never heard. It was like George Jetson they are things that didn't exist until they exist. So be a pioneer. Mm-hmm. Get too big for your britches. Like, it's fine.
0: Come on. And most people that, well, most of our family that says it, it's loving out of fear is what I call it, right? They don't want you to put yourself in a position that's going to harm yourself or cause you more angst, right? But at the end of the day, be that trailblazer. It's hard. It is. It, and normally it's lonely. But you'll eventually get your tribe, so like what 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 is that thing that you've had to accept about your past, present, or future to free you to reach infinite heights in business?
1: I think I had to let go of my past, present, or future to free me to get to infinite heights um that the life that I've been called to. So I'm the chief courage crusader. And that is such a great like branding thing to say. And I say things like embrace courage as a lifestyle and courage is my name and all these things. And I was crowned courage at six months. It's so super cute. Um, But what I realized I have to let go of is this idea that I'm gonna get to a place in life where I'm not experiencing any fear or doubt, right? Where I'm not experiencing any uncertainty. That's just not a thing. Um, if I'm going to lead people in facing their fears, because I've been called by God to do it, I will be required to live it. Um and I'm I don't like that actually. <laughs>
0: like <laughs> none of us do.
1: None of us do, but you're so right. You're so actually- right. I don't actually enjoy it. I don't like being worried about things. Um, But what takes courage? Like, courage only exists when there is a lot of doubt. Courage is only required when there's fear, when you are scared to do something. That is, that's what makes a person courageous. You're not courageous when you do the thing that you know you can do. I mean, that's what's up. You're responsible, you're assertive. That doesn't take, it doesn't take courage to do what well, you know how to do? It takes courage to do the things that scare you. It takes courage to do things while you are afraid. Um, it takes courage to lead while you're learning. Sometimes we want to sit down and be like, well, I'm not going to lead until I've learned. No, real courage is saying, follow me and falling down while you lead. <laughs> and be like, oh, that's not you know, I failed. But I got back up. <laughs> you know, like it takes courage to do that. That's something... I've got to let go of this idea that I'm not going to have to face those things um, if I'm going to get my business in, in the church to where I, in my heart I want it to be. So,
0: mm-hmm. That's so good and so real because, you know, no matter the the focus of your business or your purpose, let's just keep it in line, yeah. you have to live it in order to be able to do that thing. I get confused. (laughs) It get real cloudy. And so when I'm telling y'all, brain dump is because it worked for me. When I'm telling you that this is going to get foggy again, it's because it's happened for me. And that is really, really real and letting go of that thing. Because, you know, I got a sense of humor that I don't always think it's funny. And one of those things is running me those examples that I don't want to live through. But they make you better they they give you that clarity and clarity is what breeds that confidence and that courage like once you become clear you walk through it now i know how to do it yeah i know i'm not gonna do that again i might, I might try something but i'm <laughs> not gonna do that over there I'm, extra, that we're not do no on
1: what not to do how I <laughs> exactly you how not to do it now i might not have found a smooth path but i i got a whole list of like that ain't work that ain't work
0: It's like playing Minecraft with the cliff notes and the cheat sheets. Don't go two to the left and one to the right. Just go straight for about five blocks and then like we're going to save you. That's the whole purpose of having a coach is saving you from bumping your head as many times as you possibly could have because we've done it and letting go of the perfectionism Hershey me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really, really good. Really, really good. Um, you know, I, I want to dig in just a little bit because some people may know you. All the pizza peers, I know they know you. Um, but for the people that don't know you, can you please tell them a little bit about your story and how you really didn't want to accept your purpose?
1: Yes, of course, of course. Uh someone definitely gonna give you the cliff notes. You can get the full detail if you buy the book, Power Principles of Creative Living, available on Amazon. Um Short, short, right? <laughs> um, I grew up, you know, I grew up poor, whatever, grew up in the hood, raised by teen parents. I was pregnant by ninth grade and um, had three kids before I was 21. Um, as life would have it, probably around t- like my young 20s, my early 20s is when I first started to experience just like these difficulties in life with my, my now husband, who were just dumb. Honestly, we were very young, we are teen parents, you know? And so all the drama that you see in a hood relationship on like on those movies, and it's like they fighting back and forth and he going to jail and cheating. And it's all that, hot, like just that, it's great cinematography, but real life, it leaves you scarred and doubting yourself and low self-esteem, but it wasn't until you know maybe years after that that i realized that i was depressed Um, my marriage was an absolute mess had a very close relative that was um, diagnosed and died from cancer that just that shook everything i thought i knew about faith and that was like it was the catalyst for my breakdown um whatever i had like whatever was holding me together so I could go through the motions before then, it was completely disintegrated. <laughs> By the time that I had, it was gone, there was no trace of it. I was drinking every day. I know sometimes we don't think that we're functioning alcoholics, but if you are drinking to cope, not just like drinking cause it's fun, right? I'm cool cool with that, but you're drinking to cope. And I was drinking every single day, every day. Um, I even drank with breakfast, not a mimosa, Southern Comfort. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> southern comfort and and pancakes you might you might have a problem friends and so but i just i didn't know it at the time and um i got to a place where i was suicidal i I was begging for death i left the house to um to find traffic to run into and i was sitting in a parking lot like where am i gonna go because i don't want to be maimed i don't want to start an accident like i don't just want there to be like you know i want to get hit and i want to be killed on impact right like where can I go? So I'm crying. I don't even know where to go. How far do I have to walk? And then my friend Olivia came pulling into the parking lot and I was thinking, is that Olivia? And it was Olivia. She like, I was like, is she could hit me? That could be good. You know, and then she got out the car. She was like, what are you doing? I was like, how are you here? How are you not at work? I was so confused. And she was like a friend called her cause she was worried. She tried calling me and just didn't sit right. I was like, so you left your job? Cause she didn't talk to me. What I ain't been missing. It, so she didn't talk to me this morning. So you left your job to come. She was like, "Yes." She's like, "She's very convincing." And we know you've been lost, your mind. I was like, oh, "Y'all know." She was like, "Yes." We know. You know. I was like, "I didn't." You know. I thought I was doing a great job of hiding it. She was like, "No, we knew." You know. We talk about you. We are praying for you. We are on rotation. Somebody's responsible for checking in with you. For the week. like you are on suicide watch. Then I was crying about that. I was like, y'all don't need me. <laughs> y'all don't need this. Church. You know, what I mean? it's just a mess. And um, after a while, it's like either I'm going to die or I had to get back to pretend living. So I got back to pretend living. Um, so I just was, I did a better job of hiding it, right? I still didn't feel well on the inside. And I had this lady invite me to this church, and I went to this church, Elevation. And Pastor Stephen Fardick preached in a way that made me feel like he really knew God. And I grew up going to church. I'm not saying that other pastors don't know God, but that's just the way that he delivered his sermon. He preached like, like the amount of insight he had. I was like, he he really seemed like he really knows God. Like he's not just like <laughs> preaching, like he seemed like he like he actually know him. That's so that was just so weird to me. I was like, wow. And so I continued to go, Um, things didn't change, but I continued to go. And then one day I was like, I wonder like, you know, maybe I could give God a chance for real and not just like go through the motions. And he preached this sermon on tithing, you know, giving 10% your first fruits, you know, whether it's your time or your money or whatever to serve the kingdom. He was talking about volunteering at church and and obviously giving, you know being generous or whatever but i started to and he was talking about like the blessings that are for the giver and that god gives seed to the sower and i was like i wonder what it would look like if i gave 10 percent of my day to the word of god i was like that's two hours and 24 minutes Anybody got time for that? I was like, oh no, I was like, I was a teacher. I had three school-age kids. I was married. I had a cat and a dog. Ain't nobody got no two hours and 24 minutes. to be in no Bible every day? Like, I'm not about to do that. No, I was like, no, that was, I was like, that was cute. Put it right back in my pocket. But like, it just wouldn't leave me. The thought wouldn't leave me. And so I started, you know, I didn't start with 224, but my goal was to get there. And I read everything I could get my hands on that could help me better understand the Bible. It was like, I was trying to get a PhD in Jesus, like real talk and that completely changed me. And when I got to the other side, you know, when I was when I became free, when I overcame depression, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so, so like, it's so great. Life is so wonderful. I'm so happy. How are other people? happy? You know, what are people doing? Do they know that they can, like, I just thought like, if I had known this, I might not have been so miserable. Like, why didn't anybody tell me? It was like this on the other side, you know? And so that was the first time that I, I wasn't like a Christian by culture. I was a disciple of the word, like. I follow the word. I like Jesus. That's why I am so loosey-goosey too. Cause I don't have those the restrictions that tradition and culture dictates. Like if the Lord didn't say it to me, because He could talk to me. I don't need you telling me nothing. If the Lord didn't say it to me, then you can miss me mostly with it, right? Because I'm reading it, I'm studying, I'm changing every day at the pace that. It's for me and God, so I'm not. I don't have those other like. Well, I have to wear, you know, denim skirt and the teach. I don't have to do, or you can't listen to it. No, I can listen to whatever. I do whatever I want. Um, and and that's the thing. I do whatever I want. But I've grown to a place where there are things I don't want to do because I'm like, oh man, I just want God to be so proud of me. I want Him to be like, yeah, there's my baby girl. You see, you see my baby. I'm she did that. My baby did that. Y'all started. You saw my girl this morning. You saw her. Like, that's that's how I want him to be. I want him to be, like, dapping somebody up in heaven about me. And so that's what makes me give things up. Like, if I feel convicted about something, I'm like, oh, I want the Lord to be so proud of me. And so <laughs> I wanted to help people, right? I knew I had a purpose. I just didn't want to help them with the Bible, that's, which I know is funny. But I didn't want to help. I didn't want to. I wanted to talk Bible all the time, but I just wanted other people who also like the Bible as much as I do to talk by nobody I know is studying a Bible. <laughs> so, no, <laughs> so I'm like, I just want to talk to people about Bible, but I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want that. I don't want that as a job. I just it's something i you know i really like it so i just want to talk about it so i tried to do all these other things um, that i'm good at right like with curriculum i created curriculum for school boards and things like that and so i thought i could start a business and i did where i helped people to create curriculum or where they hired me to create curriculum and so i did that for uh, volusia county i did it for um, some nonprofit organizations you know, they license something, they say, this is what we want, how many weeks? And I cre- create the whole package. And I thought, well, that's what I can do. Um, but it was a lot of hard work. And then I was like, oh, I can do some VIP coaching about content and all these things. And it was, it was, I mean, it got me to where I am. I quit my job in 2017. So it got me to a place. Um, and I've had some successes for sure. I have a publishing company. Um, we don't really advertise it a lot, but we have published, you know, we publish published people. we publish published my own book. We've also helped other authors to um, be self-publishers, that kind of thing. But I don't want to talk about that. And here's the problem. I'm going to give you all some business, some free business advice, okay? I don't care who you are. I don't care how good you are. Th- I don't care about none of that. Anything you want to sell, you have to be willing to market, which means talking about it. It doesn't matter if you're like, you could be excellent at doing hair, but if you don't want to talk about doing hair, you're not about to have no business doing nobody's hair. It's just not going to happen. You have to market it. So it's like, I was really good at those things, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about curriculum. If you call me up, if somebody calls me with a contract or something, I don't know how they will know. But <laughs> if somehow they hurt in the grapevine and they call me, you what I'm saying? Then I'll do it. But if I have to talk about it to sell it, I'm gonna be poor. And I was, like, we struggled so much because it was like, I had a program. <laughs> but I don't wanna talk about that. I just wanna talk about God. But I kept saying, like, I don't wanna church. I don't wanna preach. I don't want to be poor. Listen, this is what I think. This is what I thought. <laughs> I thought, okay, I, I don't want to, I've been poor. So y'all can miss me with the whatever. I have lived under poverty. I want to try something different. Okay. Been there, done that. Got all the t-shirts, the scars to prove it. Okay. I'm cool. I know money don't make you happy. Broke don't make me happy neither. Just saying, you understand? Come on now, come on
0: so, now.
1: I thought the only way that I could have the wealth that I aspired to have was if I had a church, like, a, like I was a pastor, like a mega. If I'm gonna be in ministry and I'm going to have wealth, then that means I'm gonna have a mega church. I don't want no church though i'm like so that is not gonna work so if i go into ministry i'm gonna be poor because i don't want a church and that's really the only thing i can think of that is gonna you know i don't know how else i don't know how else you could teach bible <laughs> and make it i just don't know how you could do it but um i used to think like man it'll be so cool if i could if i could be wealthy like i could build wealth. Because I study the Bible, like people are like, oh, what do you want to do? I'm like, real talk. It would be so cool if I got paid to study the Bible. I'm like, that would be dope. Um, it took a long time. I mean, 2020. It took till 2020. And listen, I have been ordained. I became ordained. Um, I became an ordained minister. I've married people, right? Since like 2000, I think like 18. I you didn't know that, did you? Nobody. Know. I mean, I guess they know now. But look.
0: ma'am this whole thing of talking about it like the first time I found out you had a publishing company I was like shut the front door why didn't I know this right but
1: come on now yeah yeah married (laughs) weddings. yes I've done weddings yes (laughs) you know so it's like but I didn't say anything right I'm like oh I said, oh, I only got ordained so I could marry my sister, so I could do my sister's wedding. But I'd already been studying so much, and I had already been leading Bible study for uh, for church, for elevation. They have e-groups. Um, and I was like, I just led those and I love to lead those because I like to talk about Bible. And so I was like, well, it's fine. It's at least I'm not like a fake minister, you know what I'm saying? Like, at least I believe in this thing. I'm like, I didn't get it online, but I do believe in it, so it's fine, right? And so but I didn't tell anybody and, and it wasn't until 2020. Now anybody who knows me knows I talk about Bible all the time. So it's not that part, it's not a secret. There's not anyone who's like, oh my gosh. Um, I taught high school. My kids knew I was invited to speak at a summer camp and I went to the summer camp and most of my students were there and there were other parents there and people obviously that I didn't know. And this lady came up to me afterwards, she was like, um, how do you feel? And I was like, oh, I feel great. She was like, yeah, but, you know, now your students know, you know, what your beliefs are, or whatever, whatever. I was like, oh, that's not new to them. I'm like, they know me. And she's like, well, you can't talk about church at school. I was like, I will talk about Jesus wherever I want. I'm not preaching to the class, but if every weekend they're like, Miss Molina, what you do this weekend? And every weekend I'm like, oh, I did this and I went to church. After you say that eight weeks in a row, they're like, what? You like tired Tom, Miss Malina? I'm like, yes, you even I do. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so nobody's surprised. Nobody in my life is like, oh my gosh, I never knew. It was just always like a side thing. I needed to do something else. I was like, I'm going to be a confidence coach. I'm going to be a courage coach. Patrice Washington, root, went on a live. <laughs> Root, Patrice Cunningham, Washington, okay, (laughs) founder and head coach, (laughs) purpose chaser, a purpose to platform. You know, she did this live back in December. Uh, She was talking about purpose to platform and the coaches that they would have. And she was saying, we'll have a clarity coach and we'll have a this coach, mindset coach, strategy coach. And then she said, we'll have a faith coach. I was so, so unhappy. I was so unhappy. I was like, first of all, I never told her I was no faith coach. I never told her I wanted to be called a faith coach. I never told her I wanted to be named a faith coach. I never said that's what I do. I don't know why she would say that. Why would she relegate me to, ju- to just, come on, like you're a psychopath, to just, you know, be in faith? I was like, I texted her. I was like, man. <laughs> She was like, well, what else would you be? I was like, you're so gross. I was like, you're so rude. She was like, I mean, that's what you do. And so that was probably, that was before December. That was probably like November-ish. In December of 2020, um, I kept saying, I miss Bible study. You know, the pandemic happened. And I kept saying, oh, I miss Bible study. I miss Bible study. My friend was like, no, you don't. I was like, I do. She was like. You can't miss nothing you can have. You know? Just like, you know, it was Olivia. She's rude. I know a lot of rude people. I need new friends, guys. Um, DM me. You're nice. uh, listen,
0: you have the best friends. Like, the squad is stacked deck. I need nice and that's friends. that's what friends are for. Nope, nope, nope. That's what friends are for. They are here to tell you the truth in the way that you can receive it. Because you know they can't shoot a code nothing with you, and you be like, okay, no. Okay
1: like how you miss something you can have i was like oh, oh i can't you <laughs> know i was like because I, you know, i've been teaching bible study for forever so i was like oh, okay let's do this bible study i want to do it again um i was feeling a way because god had told me early on in, in 2020 like in january um i had my first conference faith faith that was it faith activated don't make me laugh faith ignited faith ignited that's what it was i'm in faith activated that's why i thought of that faith ignited right it was that conference and it was my first one and in january i was like okay what do we do after this conference this conference was so great it had some momentum what should we do and the lord told me to start an online ministry and i was like i felt so offended by the lord um because i was like i was like i can't never have nothing like actually real you know you want to give me this it's not even a real ministry, it's online. I'm like, why do you have to treat me this way? And so I kind of did it as a technicality, right, so I started an online group as a technicality, so I can be like, I technically did it, Um, but I didn't serve them, you know, I just created it and continued to go. Then in March of 2020, the world shut down. And as a uh, volunteer leader at Elevation Church, uh, Matthews, I was asked to come in with other volunteers or probably 50 of us to help transition Elevation Church to a place where they had more of an online presence. And do you know, it still didn't dawn on me, like online ministry is going to be like, online church about to be the thing. Like I just, I just, it just, it was nothing I'd ever seen before. Never heard of it before. It's, it seems like something that's like low key downplayed, like, oh, she she got a, yes yeah, online shot. Like, it just doesn't seem, it just didn't seem at the time like a real thing. And to be in that room, seeing that people were getting Facebook accounts who never had Facebook accounts because they were desperate to stay connected during the shutdown, at a time when we wouldn't be able to gather together in the same space. It wasn't for like a couple weeks of me doing that training that I was like, ah, the Lord told me to do this and I didn't do it. So in December, I was like, let's go. And we started Bible study up. I started Bible study up again online, Zoom, maybe like seven women signed up, have nearly 300 women signed up, over 600 women in the community, about 50 to 60 in attendance live on a Saturday morning. I'm like, oh, this is. This is like a thing. And then Olivia, uh, she's my brand strategist. She looks at the numbers, I I don't really. But as I started to every month, it was like, okay, we're being consistent. She was like, it's not just for these past few months. She was like, I look at your numbers all the time. She's like, and I'm gonna tell you this. No, for as long as I have been in business, I want y'all to hear this, right? I need y'all to get this. I became full-time entrepreneur in 2017. From 2017 to 2020, early 2021, when we started to, I started to really look at the numbers, right? And be informed by the numbers. Nothing I've ever done, nothing I've done as an entrepreneur has been as successful financially um, or growth-wise than the ministry work that I than the Bible stuff that I do. Nothing. I've had other online courses at Courage Mullen University courageous discipleship, a uh, courageous living mastermind, which is faith-based, everything faith-based has outsold and outperformed anything I have ever put my hand to without, me, without, without it being my focus, as I treat it like a side chick. So your girl's married to the ministry these days. I just want to get married. Meet me at the altar and you'll watch. Whoa. whoa. You know what I'm saying? I want you
0: to know I was singing that song all freaking day long after Bible study. I just want you to know. It's been in my head on repeat ever since Bible study on Saturday. Okay.
1: Married to, married to my purpose. I'm married to my calling. I'm married to the ministry now. No more side chick life.
0: You Not. said so many things that like made my brain do this. Number one, you know, I'm so big on getting people clear on what they do, because once you know what you do, you can make money doing you. Mm -hmm. And the fact that everything without you trying, without you paying attention to it, without you trying to be like, okay, I'm going to strategically do this, just you walking in purpose is the place that you made the most money
1: so ridiculous
0: <laughs> and we fight it because it's it's not the norm it's, it's it's protocol right it's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to do da, 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 da. but literally once you're clear in what you do you can make money doing you that is the whole sole purpose of purpose and their purpose and poverty don't go together and so the other thing that pops in my head is at the very beginning you talked about the first time you heard about the internet and how excited you were. And how you could talk to somebody across the globe. And that's exactly what you're doing now. Like it, the dots just connected for me as you were talking. And people don't really realize it's the smallest things, the smallest things we experience in life that are setting you up yeah. for your purpose. Wow. And yes, it was George J- the, the Jetsons, not George, J- I was going to say George Jefferson. It was the Jetsons back yeah. then, right? But all of that is pretty much reality now. We got self-driving cars. It's not really in the sky just yet. I know Uber's trying. But all of that and the fact that because it wasn't the traditional way of being in a building, that you thought it wasn't real.
1: Right.
0: Right, you know? But you were ahead of your game and he gave you a download to make you ahead of the game. It also made you equipped to
1: help elevation. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it's when I think about like when we look at the numbers I'm like but she kept saying she's like calling them out You can I can argue with a lot of things. I don't know if y'all know that but I'm <laughs> persuasive. I always talk like I like I always I don't care what I'm saying. I speak with such authority um, All the time when I say stuff I can pretty much argue about anything. Okay, I cannot argue with the numbers. (laughs) I'm like, well, maybe people are just saying that. People are just nice. People are just, girl, bye. Do you see these numbers on this paper? Like, stop it. And the 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 girl, this is what you want. This is actually, you actually want to do this. So why are you fighting what you want to do? Um, You got me so together. When I tell you, you so got me together the other day, it's, we are not, thinking about what we feel like we've been led to do, what we've been called to do and how we wanna do it. We are still feeling like I have to do it the way the world has done it. I have to do it the way everybody else has done it, the way this other pastor has done it, the way this other business owner, this other mom or wife has done it. We have to have these same values that they had. Well, none of that is true, right? Like we were all created differently for a very specific purpose so that that thing works for you. Um, and you're able to do it and enjoy the work that you do, right? And, you know, build wealth doing it. So I felt like there are so many reasons why I couldn't, right? Not just that I it's not that I didn't want to. I said that I didn't want to. I was lying right now. Like somebody saying they don't want to do something. You lying though, <laughs> but you, li- you know what I'm saying? You do want to get married. You keep saying you don't want to get married. Cause you're not sure if you're going to get married, but you lie. Cause you actually do want to get married. Right. Or you actually do want to do these things. Like people just, I don't know what, it- you lie. So it's was the lying. fear. Yeah.
0: It's the fear.
1: Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do it. But the truth is I felt like there wasn't it's impossible that God has called me to do this, if he one hasn't called me to do it at the church where I'm fed. Um, If there's no place for me at this church that I love, there's no space for me, there's no, and it's not personal, it's just, that is not how it's set up. It's not that type of, there's no system for it. There's no avenue for that, right? Um, If there is no other church you know, that it's going to give me a space or sanction me or say that it's okay for me to do this. Somebody needs to okay me. Somebody needs to give me the approval so that I can have a discipleship program. Who said it's okay for you to create a biblical studies program to teach women? Not, this is not Bible study. It is like, it is, it is on steroids it's intense right who said that you could do that who who said like who told you you have the right training or the right stuff and so part of it was like even though i feel like i'm being called to do it i doubt the call because i can't check off any of the other boxes like this is i'm not going to preach on sunday it can't be a church um it, i'm not i don't serve men it can't be a church I don't, I'm not gonna have a building like that. I'm not gonna have like a choir. Um, somebody sent me money for bereavement. I was like, I'm gonna send it back. We don't have that. She was like, You're not sending my money back. You can do whatever you wanna do with it. I just thought that that might be a good idea, but don't you send my money back to me. I was like, Okay. She was like, I just wanna bless whatever you're doing. You know, I'm like, Okay, fine. You know, people are like, Oh, we're gonna tithe. We're gonna tithe to Bible study. I'm like, Why are y'all tithing here? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, just all these things like it doesn't fit this traditional look of church so it's not church but if you just ask yourself forget the day of the week forget the people who are in the congregation if you ask yourself what is church right if you ask yourself what is church then Joseph of courage community is church whether i call it a church whether i make it official whether you call me pastor you don't what does a pastor do i don't they don't it, what makes you a pastor is not that you preach on Sunday that's not it right <laughs> like oh you talking on Sunday you pe- like that's not actually it that's dumb and so it's like well obviously I'm not a pastor because I don't preach but you know what I'm preaching what I'm teaching and I teach Girl, all every
0: Sunday. time you open your mouth you're preaching okay <laughs> done every single time
1: it Took a long time to I'm get range. here but I'm happy to be here right I'm so excited <laughs> to be here
0: many good things so many good things because yeah. you said that's not when you ask yourself what a what a pastor does what do i always say is what you do it's not the how preaching on sunday is your how yep your how is bible study your how is like it is what you do what you naturally do and once you know that you're gonna do it every time you open your mouth period yeah. and then like you said they hear me say all the time. Let's be clear. Let's be clear on the numbers. They are important. We we can't just be out here like you say having a side chick, but good and holy, y'all got it. Men lie, women lie. Numbers don't lie. They just don't. Yeah. And if they're telling you, the numbers are telling you that that's the thing. <laughs>
1: that just might be the
0: thing, you know. Um. So the same the same thing book that I read to you. The other day, I read this this morning, right? And it says, Your voice unlocks the greater purpose and possibility in others. And I was like, "Mm." And it says, He spoke life into being and from His words alone created something out of nothing. Yeah. If you build it, they will come. Yeah. The TV didn't exist before the TV existed. Like, our weaknesses are those we perceive to be, yeah, or nine times out of ten your superhero powers, that thing that makes you weird and different, yeah, nine times out of ten is your superhero power, right, like you being called extra, you always doing the most when we were younger, that was a bad thing, yeah, now it's like. <laughs> right come right so it's just like i'm going to do it be me and that is what make people what makes people draw to you and and follow you like a lighthouse your light shines so bright that they can't do anything but be guided to you yeah no matter how different it looks
1: yeah when you and i'm just it, like clarity is everything you know it
0: everything it gives you so much more confidence and courage to do the thing Because you're clear. You're clear on maybe not exactly what the next looks like, but what the end looks like. Yeah. You know exactly what that final thing is supposed to be. And it can be scary because he'll give you some big old, big old downloads.
1: Yeah.
0: That you thought, oh, the little thing that I'm doing over here now was big at once upon a time. Look at me now.
1: Clarity lets you move. Um, getting really? like, said, like getting clear on the end. I re, so every December, my squad, they are right. <laughs> every December we kind of do this, um, what worked this year, we do this passion and purpose planning and we kind of talk about it amongst ourselves, like what worked this year, what didn't? What is it you want to do? Are you still on task with this great big vision that you have for your life? And so I was really struggling in December, in November. It was just like, I couldn't make decisions. I had FOMO. I never had no FOMO, it was was a time in November. And I remember, um, you know, on the phone with the squad and they were like, okay, let's just take a step back, right? And ask yourself, what do you want to be known for? 50 years from now, what do you wanna be known for? What do you wanna be known as? What is like, What where are you planting your flag? And when she said it, I thought, well, honestly, I wanna be the most effective and engaging Bible teacher on the planet. And she was like, yeah, but you don't teach Bible. <laughs> it's like, she was like, yeah, she's like, well, you have your discipleship program. She was like, but you don't teach Bible. Like you literally don't even lead Bible study. <laughs> And that's not that it was in that conversation. I was like, I really miss Bible study. But the minute that I got the clarity, forget all the other things, forget all the, how is it going to happen? Who's going to say it's okay. If I'm just in a safe space with my home girls and we're talking about our greatest dreams, you know, and you ask, and you ask yourself if I could really create any life that I wanted for myself. How would I build that life? What would I be doing if I could be known for anything? If I could leave my mark, you don't have to like Michael Jackson. You know what the heck he did, though. I don't care. You ain't like Kobe. I, you know, you know what he did, though. Come on now. You know what I'm Like you ain't gotta like that's that is impact that surpasses people's feelings, thoughts, or opinions. Mm-hmm. Greatest, worst, don't matter you know what they i said their name you know and nobody's like oh let me google those people no you're not you know who they are you know what i'm saying so it's like where do you want you know you want to leave this this legacy of impact that's what they've left a legacy of impact where do you want to leave that if you just ask yourself that question, like if you're just honest and it doesn't matter how doesn't matter if it's possible or how it's going to take like if you could what would you do and if you say that, if you get that kind of clarity, then the how, real talk don't really matter. Do it online, do it in your house, right? Do it over the exactly. phone, do it in person, do it, do it by writing, do it by video. It, it doesn't matter how you do it. Um, and it's who you are, right? You mm-hmm. are who you're becoming. So because I'm becoming the most effective and engaging Bible teacher on the planet, impacting of women of faith, all across the globe, that's who I am right now. Cause I am who I'm becoming, right? You are who you're becoming. So, you know, once you know what you do, once you know, like, this is, this is who I am. This is, this, I am the most. Then it's like, well, it doesn't really matter how i do it? I can do it on a podcast. I can write a book. I can do it on Sunday morning, Saturday morning, Wednesday night
0: at the corner, at the gas, like, well, I can get it, get it how I live it, wherever. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, yeah. seriously, and it takes, you know, and I don't, entrepreneurship is never easy, it's never, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of work, but it takes the pressure off of the how. It helps you pivot no matter what the businesses that survived the pandemic that some people thought shouldn't, it's because they were doing what they do. They weren't worried about the how. Yeah. And they pick, because it's so many people married to the how. Mm -hmm. I got it. And I'm just like, I got to be in person to to give this information. I don't do well, you know, over Zoom. Well, you're going to be broke and the people not going to get what they get unless they get it from somebody else. So what are you going to do? Yeah. it's not the how, it's the what you actually do. That was so good. Get it high. Come on, for real. Okay, so um, <laughs> okay, you know I could talk to you forever. Let me go ahead and ask you all the questions that I ask everybody else as okay. we close out so I can give you your day back. All right. What's one thing, as cliche as it sounds, you must believe to achieve? Um, what's one thing you must believe to achieve?
1: that failure is a myth?
0: I love that, I love that. Um, you got that for real soft, stuck in my head. okay, focus.
1: Um, wait, was one? wait. Believe- wait. Failure one is a myth because we've already won. I just wanna be clear. Maybe somebody didn't know that. Failure is a myth because God makes me win. I've already won. So this idea that I might fail, that's just, it's fake news. Failure is a myth. I just wanna be clear, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, no, no. You know, I just talked to Dion the other day. And the the part of the conversation that I told her I recently had to accept is that we're always trying to make our next step our best step because we don't want to mess it up. Right? And I was like, I just realized you can't mess it up. Like, if you do, that was part of the divine journey. Like, you were supposed to learn something from that. But it's not going to just totally negate the end result, the end thing that you're supposed to be doing. That was already written in your story for you to do that, for you to live through that, those lessons learned that we talked about earlier today. And so you're right. It's a myth because you've already won because it's already been written, you know, and he gives us the one thing we do have is choice, right? We can take loop 10 or we can go straight up I-20. It doesn't matter. You're going to get to the same destination. So, yes, that's real good, real good. Um, What's one belief you had to unlearn in order to achieve your level of success?
1: Um, That I got to know all the parts. That This idea that I have to know all of the parts and before I can start, that's so not true. He <laughs> just got to know enough to, you literally only need to know where to start. <laughs> that's it. You don't need to know, you don't even need to know the step after that. You literally only need to know, okay, but where do I start? You start here? Okay, well then start there. That's it.
0: Good stuff. Cause the control freaking me is like, I need to know how to do everybody's job to make this car move. When in actuality, I just got to have the discernment to hire the right people (laughs) to know the stuff that they know. So good. Okay. So what's one belief um, that you have that you want to always instill in your
1: clients or your tribe? Obedience over everything. Mm. Obedience to God over everything over logic, over responsibility, over family obligation. It's an easy no if it it means I have to disobey something that God told me or instructed me to do. It's a no for me, right? So this idea that we wanna be responsible and we wanna be logical, that does not lead to your ultimate success. Obedience is the only thing. And sometimes obedience looks like logic, but even when it doesn't, obedience is the undefeated champion of
0: success right so obedience over everything i love that that's a lesson i had to learn earlier this year is that to be obedient even when it's not practical yeah. most important because everything about that situation i was like this just makes sense to you why is it yeah. bothering and irritating your soul like this is the easy win like why?" and i was just like let me walk away and once i did I was like oh let's see what you did there appreciate you <laughs> but like it would it bothered me because I am the Capricorn to me is so long like everything it just got to make sense right and everything about that situation made so much sense it made so much sense and I was like he was like no yeah jump to deuces and I had to and once I did I was like Oh, and my soul felt like I was agitated. Like yeah. agi- like I was irritated with myself for talking about it so much. That's how <laughs> agitated I was, right? So that over everything. Yeah. Absolutely love that. Okay, so how has embracing everything about you, all of you contributed to your success or equipped you to do what you do?
1: Um, It's, a, it's accepting all of all of the things that are courage, all the courageisms has allowed me to build an authentic tribe. They're a tribe that are authentically attracted to me. I have no I have to waste any time pretending to be anything else. I'm not worried about what they might hear about me on social media because if they hear it on social media, they're like, well, we know that in Bible study. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, it allows me to show up in collaborative spaces because mm. I am the same. Whatever, whatever you saw out there and you were like, oh, I want to collaborate with her. You knew I was going to be saucy. You knew I was going to be singing and low-key saying, ow, like you knew that because I say that everywhere, right? <laughs> just allows me I to, up. I don't have to shuck and job. It's freedom. It is so Girl. freeing. And when you don't have, when you are not wasting time, energy mm-hmm. and money, to fit in and look apart or whatever, and you're low-key uncomfortable, it allows you to show up in all the glory that is you. And it's in that space that you kill it. So I kill it every time. And I kill it every time, cause I'm just, I'm being my regular self.
0: <laughs> yes, that part, that exact part. Cause we know what we're gonna get and we're gonna love it every day, like literally. Y'all, I invited co- Courage to be in the Confident and Courageous uh, Clarity Conference. And I told her, y'all do whatever. My- like, <laughs> I know no matter what she does, yeah. y'all are about to get all the goody good. Like, I just, and I- I'm, you know, guys still working on me, but I don't trust a lot of people to just go and do especially when it comes with my babies right my businesses and things of that nature and or what I'm giving to my people I'm very overly protective but when I know I could just say go do and turn my back and go do something else y'all that level of freedom feels so good so that's why community and your squad is so important because you don't worry and you know it's just going to compound the impact and however they do what they do because you know what they do. Yeah. And I know how well she does it. Um, and the flavor that comes along with that. Like the hood and holy, it just speaks to my soul. Like I'm just here for it every single day. So yes, love that. Okay, last question, which uh, speaks to the squad. So before we tell the people how they can connect with you, any shout outs who's in your squad who have you connected with for success we definitely heard about olivia she will be in the show notes olivia yes. hayward you will be addicted to her jewelry and or her branding side
1: <laughs> you see i'm them today you you? girl
0: i had put one on and couldn't find the other one and i was like nance i just grabbed your earrings so i wouldn't be late but yes she got a lot of my money y'all but yeah who's in your squad who have you connected with for success
1: um, so Jatia is in my squad. Let's start here, right? And I don't, first of all, just because I'm on your podcast, don't you you in my squad. So y'all ain't got to worry about me lying to y'all. Jatia is in my squad. <laughs> she asked me to do stuff. I'm like, yep. I ain't open their email till two days before. I'm like, I don't even know what Jatia wants me to do. But it's the yeah for me, Jatia. So Jatia is in my squad. She, um, she's just a person that reminds me to collaborate more with, more people, not just the people that have been in my inner circle for years, right? So y'all know, y'all are here, so you know Jatia. Um, Amber Michelle Likens. I always give her a whole government name. It's Amber Likens everywhere. <laughs> 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 she has certainly been amazing as far as like squat and helping me be successful. Erica Davenport, um, definitely helping me be successful. And Patrice Washington, um, patrice, a lot of side people hold that patrice kind of hang on washington she's also been absolutely amazing can i say one more yeah okay and alicia run the game it alicia d who just climbed kilimanjaro okay okay exactly just climbed kilimanjaro she was the one who really introduced me to like i always wanted to be in business or whatever but she really mm-hmm. in- introduced me to the people in this space right like to podcast and and that level of comfort the type of conferences that I've never been to in this just like higher I'm like there's people living like this um so I gotta give a shout out to Alicia D so I could go on and on because my squad is deep we an army over here fam
0: definitely that definitely that um I, I've been telling everybody this just because it it tap dance all on my toes that don't have nothing to do with nothing that we just talked about but i'm gonna share it with you anyway so i was talking to my dad the other day and he said uh god don't want no scared soldier and i was like "Ooh, okay let me do this thing that i know i'm supposed to do and we weren't even talking about any of that right he just and i was like okay god i see you right but i it came to mind when you said how deep because it is an army yeah. And you can't have any scared soldiers in your army, or everybody gonna get hurt, especially the person that's afraid, right? Um, and so the people that you named, I'm just saying, yeah. they're not, they're not afraid to be about it. At the end of the day, and mm-hmm. so that's important when you're thinking about your squad. Okay,
1: wait, one more, Laverta. I have to say, Laverta rings. It's I didn't mention her at the beginning because she's so new, man. She no new. But I know. End, and Me and I had a conversation it. the other day about you. Yeah, she she in it's weird. It's a little weird because cause she knew knew. but she in in. Um, I don't know that it would be a church without her influence. Um mm. and her not just her influence, but like she comes to work, right? Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. that it would be a church without her influence and support. So she knew that's why she ain't come to mind because she she only been here for 10 minutes, but baby. <laughs> <she in. laughs>
0: love it, I love it, I love it. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about her. So we both can fact team, but that's another day. But okay. So tell the people how they can find you and then I'm going to let you have your day.
1: Hey, you can find me at couragemolina.org. You can find all things courage there. You can also find me across the worldwide web. It's courage Molina, um, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Like literally I am courage Molina every single place. Um, you can Google it. Like I'm courage Molina everywhere brand consistency, people. So just throw a rock at Courage Molina. It's me. It's fine.
0: <laughs> I Absolutely love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been really good. Really, really good.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And if I didn't say it, like obviously you guys are invited to Bible study on Saturday morning, CourageMolina.org. Sign up, click the Bible study tab. It's fire. and your grandma Bible yeah. study. They call me the nah. Holy Ghost Hypestress, snatching edges
0: and saving lives. One a <laughs> so come through. Thank you so much, Jatia. <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you, love. <laughs> now you know why I was so excited for us to get into this episode. Courage and I always have such a good time, but our conversations are always so super good. I really hope you thoroughly enjoyed this episode as much as I did actually interviewing her. Have a marvelous, marvelous, marvelous Monday, and I'll see you back here, same time, same place, next week.